Welcome to Raised on It. This week, I chat with songwriter and country singer Rihanna Estrada. One of the reasons Raised on It was started was to highlight the rising artists who aren't as well known as Luke Bryan and Carrie Underwood, Miranda Lambert, those big stars, because there are a lot of talented people in Nashville and in country music. Earlier this summer, Rihanna, she released a song called June. I'll play a little snippet for you. It was so fresh and full of fun energy, especially during a time that wasn't a lot of fun for a lot of people. Uh, I, th- I also think it took me back to my childhood. But anyways, she talks about making that song and what went into it, the inspiration. And then she goes into her own background, growing up in California, traveling around Europe, and now living in Nashville, chasing her music dreams. Uh, I think she has a really great perspective when it comes to music and life in general. So I think you're really going to enjoy this one. Uh, real quickly, we do have two other podcasts on the Raised on a Podcast Network, Video Vault, where we look back on memorable music videos. The most recent one we did was George Strait's Check Yes or No. Check that out. And then we have the album collection, which we take a deep dive into notable, iconic, or just random albums over the last 25 plus years. Our most recent episode was Dirk Bentley's sophomore album, Modern Day Drifter. So check those two out. They're also on Apple and Spotify and everything else that podcasts are on. Uh, as always, we're a Raised On It and can be found at raisedonitblog.com. We're always plugging new music, doing album reviews, artist interviews, sharing playlists, trying to feature new artists like Rihanna and everything else in between. So that's enough rambling for me for now. Uh, I hope you enjoy my chat with Rihanna Estrada. things off usually i like to talk about where an artist and songwriter where they grew up what that was like but before we do that i want to get just quickly to your most recent single june it's one of my favorite singles i've heard this entire year um because every the thing is every friday there's 30 or 40 songs that hit for new music and it's hard for songs to stand out oftentimes some may sound similar and kind of repetitive, which I get, but June really stood out as some so fresh and different. So I want to know what went into the, what was the inspiration behind it and creating that song and how, how it's been received so far? Well, first of all, thank you. That's so, so kind of you. I'm glad that June uh, stood out in the, in the mix. Um, Absolutely. I, I actually wrote that song back in 2018. So uh, my husband, Eric, and I, who is uh, my guitarist, Eric Bickerstaff, he's amazing if you need a guitar player or, uh, you know, just quick plug uh, if you need a, you know, engineer or any <laughs> of those it. type of things. Uh, but we uh, went over and we played a festival called Buckle and Boots Festival, which was uh, just outside of Manchester. And that whole time and going over there, when I came back, I think I was trying to, you know, when you're just in it in like this whirlwind of like fun and you know, carefree and just kind of living your dream, doing all these things. And then you come back and you go like, whoa, 
It's like, that was amazing. You know, and it just kind of like hits you. And I think that's just where June just kind of like fell out. I wrote it in July, like right after we came back and it was just trying to like bottle up. I mean, I say that lyric, you know, bottle up this time. And that's what I was trying to do. Right. Just bottle up that feeling um, into a song and hoping that, you know, other people could relate to that feeling and emotion of when everything just feels so good and so right. And you're just like, please, I just want to stay right here forever, you know? So how is it, has, have fans been loving it just as much then too? Yeah, I mean, I actually got a great response from this song. I don't know if it was just 2020 and everyone was looking for something good. good. But uh, a lot of people did message me and were telling me that, you know, this, you know, I had people say, this is exactly what I needed right now. Or, wow, this song really made me feel nostalgic for times that I once had or it was just fun or they loved you know the video maybe they loved you know the colors of the video it was just like a it just made me feel really good that the feeling that i had translated to other people and that in their life whatever that was for them that they just felt happy that's all i wanted people to feel like get to that happy place because it's still it's there <laughs> i think yeah happy is the perfect word to describe it it just oozes that just happiness and fun so I loved it. Uh, hope Thanks. everyone else loves it or goes and takes a listen to it. Um, but I want to go back to the beginning. So you originally, you grew up in California. So what was life like growing up in California and as a kid? You know, what did you want to be as a kid when you grew up? Oh, man. What did I want to be? Uh, well, growing up, I grew up in two different places. I grew up in Fremont, California in the suburbs when I was really young. And then we moved up to uh, Napa Valley to a place called Lake Berryessa. I grew up uh, on a ranch, it's called the R Ranch. Uh, and so I grew up in a motorhome there. And then later we moved back down to the suburbs again to Fremont. Um, so I kind of had a mix of the best of both worlds. I got like the country living and then I got the suburb life as well. Um, but I guess as a kid, I just wanted to, uh, I mean, I'm an only child, so I definitely wanted to entertain uh, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Any other only children out there, you could probably relate. Even if you're not, you can relate. Uh, just, I loved music. I loved watching musicals. I just kind of, I was just inspired by creativity. I loved things about, you know, one of my favorite movies was Labyrinth as a kid. Like, I just loved things that were weird, quirky, entertaining. And um, I guess I probably wanted to be, you know, Kelly Kapowski, like everyone at the time. But uh, it was... Uh, it was, it was wonderful too being able to grow up at the ranch because I, you know, it was just a big safe playground. You got to, you know, ride horses. There was a big pool there. You got to swim in the creeks. Like it was just very, uh, it was our own little like kind of slice of like paradise up there. And that's where I got into music because I didn't have cable and I didn't have a phone in the motorhome. It was just very like I had a journal. And I had my CD player and it was just like, not to date me. I'm like, I mean, I had my iPod. Uh, no, CD yeah. the Walkman, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a Discman, you know, because you were cool yes. if you had that. You put on your headphones. You're, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I had that and uh, I just, I learned how to sing from 90s country radio. That's like what I grew up listening to. And uh, I always tried to just kind of mimic and learn from their voices. So at the time, I didn't have a coach, but I like to say that country radio is my coaching tool. <laughs> which, uh, which like 90s artists were the ones most that you were paying attention to and trying to mimic or trying to 
you know, when you sing to kind of give that same vibe off to people? Yeah, I mean, definitely Jody Messina. She was one of my, I mean, yeah, see? Yeah, she was just, I don't feel like Jody gets enough credit, you know? She doesn't. She really no. doesn't. And she had so many hits. And then obviously I loved Phil Vassar because he wrote a lot of those songs and then he had his own thing going. And I just, I love that sound that like, just that, I don't know, feel good 90s country sound. It's just you're great. You're speaking my language right now because my Perfect. sister and I were, <laughs> we, we were like, I don't want to say Phil Vassar groupies because that sounds weird, but we see him oh, at wait, least you once just or saw twice him, a year. Didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, he went to he came to a drive-in uh, back when I was visiting Wisconsin. So, oh, yeah, wow. him and Jody are kind of they're kind of similar, and like they're that yeah. '90s, early 2000s that are just kind of forgotten by some people. But they have so many great hits. So, so you're many. speaking my language. Yeah, I mean, there were just so many great artists, you know, on the radio, and so many great songs too. And that's what I really fell in love with. Like the songwriting in '90s country was just. It was so special. And I know every generation probably feels like that about their time of music. But um, it's just like, that's what I was really drawn to. I was like, the feeling that they actually wrote these songs and it just like, it hit your life, you know? And, you know, just all the, just the great choruses and the melodies and just the way it felt. I don't know. Just great. Do you remember how old you were when you wrote your first song? Oh my God. Yeah, I think so. I think I was like 11. I'm pretty sure 11, 12 or 13, somewhere in there. And it was, I, I still have it, but <laughs> it's, uh, it, so what's, what's that like? Uh, what's that like looking back on what you wrote at 11, 12, 13? I mean, definitely the subject matter. It was called the kiss and it was like, you know, like, this is how it all began. You and I were holding hands and, you know, very like, nah, nah, nah. uh, but it's, uh, it's just kind of interesting to look back at your whole like journey when you've been doing it for so long. And when you kind of just did it in your bedroom when nobody was like, you know, nobody really knew that I was like writing songs. I was just doing it, you know, and writing it in my journal. And then I finally started to venture out and go to karaoke at the ranch and be like, Oh, I'm going to, you know, sing one by myself and sing some Colin Ray and some Michael Jackson, uh, you know, and just started like, Hmm, I think I, I think I really like this, you know? So when did you, I guess, when did you decide that, hey, I like music, I like songwriting, I want to actually take this somewhere, I want to make this like my career and my life more so than just a hobby? When, when was that point in your life? Um, I always kind of, I always did it and I always wrote songs. I started playing open mics, you know. Uh, like out in the Bay Area. And then when I lived in San Diego for a little while, I played some there. Um, But I I was still going to community college. I just never thought of it as a career in a sense, because it's always so drilled, like, you know, go to community college and you transfer to a university and, you know, and you're just like, okay, yeah, I guess. And then I, I was living in San Diego uh, with my best friend, Melissa. And I was like, I had a biology test and I was like making all these notes, like a mad professor. And I was just like, (laughs) Oh my God. I was like, I don't even care about any of this. Like, what am I? And she's like, all right, like put the book away, like step away, you know? And, um, we started Googling things. She's like, what do you want to do? I was like, I want to do music, but I just don't like, is there a place for that? And we found MI musicians Institute that was in Los Angeles. And I was like, okay. And it's like a performance school and they had all these different programs. Uh, so finally in 2009, I signed up to go to school there. 
And it was the best decision that I ever made in my entire life because one, I met my husband, Eric there, because he was in the guitar program. That's very important. That's a good choice. Uh, So yeah, yeah, so it was great. Uh, I met a lot of friends from all over the world. Uh, All my roommates were Swedish. It was just, it was a great creative musical time because you're all in the same, uh, the same like wave of life, you know? So I moved there. I put a band together right away, started playing shows. Uh, my first one was on the Sunset Strip at a place called the Cat Club that no longer exists. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just like, I just decided to go for it. And once I was all in, like, once I realized like, oh, I can do this, like I can do this career. I can, you know, I can go to a school and then I met all these musicians and I can put my songs out and get them recorded and kind of got into that brain of like, this is how you can do this. Um, if you just do it and know that it exists and that it's possible then there was no turning back and here I am still in Nashville. <laughs> so you kind of touched on it a little bit. What did you learn most about yourself? Was it just that confidence that you can do it? Like you're meant to do it and like kind of, was it just kind of confirmation? Like this is what I'm supposed to do or what else did you learn about yourself? I guess as an artist, or maybe as a person uh, just embarking on something that isn't, you know, quote unquote, what you're supposed to do, community college, university, nine to five. Yeah, I guess one of the biggest things I learned is that like this felt right. The other thing felt forced. Like this is what you're supposed to do. And once I just accepted that, no, but that doesn't, it doesn't have to be that, you know, you can make your life whatever you want it to be. So if this is something you want to do, sure, you have to be the one to start it. You have to be the driving force, but there are other alternatives to life. It doesn't have to be exactly what quote unquote is laid out for everyone, you know? Um, and as long as you're happy doing it, sure. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of ups and downs with taking on something I'm sure, you know, with having, you know, the blog and the podcast and like, it's a lot of work, but at the end of the day, when you're working on something that you want to do, it's a lot different than doing something that you don't want to do that is very forced and you're just banging your head against the wall. So I'd rather bang my head against the wall for the thing that I love <laughs> instead. Right. Yeah. If you're, if you have to bang your head against the wall for 24 hours, you'd rather it be something that you actually enjoy and, and love and passionate about. Yeah. And you feel uh, like such an accomplishment too, you know, like when you make things happen and when, uh, when you just see those things realize, like, you know, like we were talking about June, like getting your songs recorded and putting them out there and doing a music video. It's like when you're creating the things that you want, even if it takes a little bit longer or it's kind of a different path, you're still like, hell yeah, I did that. Right. Yeah. No, I'm life is too short to like go through 70, 80, 90 years and just be like, well, it was kind of fun or I didn't really enjoy <laughs> what I was doing. Like it, it's, it's just way too short. So all the yeah. props to you on that. Um, so you met your husband there, um, which obviously is important and great. Uh, you formed a band, you met people from all over the world, which led to basically you becoming like a world traveler. Is that, yeah. is that fair? Yes, that's so what is, fair. What is that? How do you, how does that start and say, I'm going to go fly over to Europe and all these countries and, you know, I'm going to play shows and music there. How did that, how did that kind of come to be? Well, I always loved traveling. Uh, and I think that started when I was little because I watched, you know, movies about, you know, other places and different accents. And I was kind of obsessed with that when I was a kid. And I was just like, oh, that's so cool. Um, but 
Um, obviously, the chipmunk adventure. If anyone ever saw that movie, um, if you haven't, great, no. fantastic film uh, with cartoons, uh, but still, it's great. Um, but you know, they travel all around the world, and I kind of saw that in a cartoon and went like, "Ooh, I want to do that." Um, but uh, later, I just, I just fell in love with traveling and seeing new places. Um, I have my own travel page called Go Anywhere Girl. Uh, my mom's best friend used to call me that because she'd call and I'd be somewhere and she'd be like, all right, go anywhere, girl. Where are you off to now? You know, like, where are you <laughs> going now? Great. Or I'd be like, oh, hey, sorry, I was in Ireland. I'm calling you back now, you know, or something. But I just, that same feeling of, you know, life's too short. It was definitely that uh, for me as well, that I just felt like you have to do and see everything that you can. It doesn't have to be travel. It's whatever, you know, for each individual. But for me, it was like, I, I want to see places and lucky for me, Eric likes to travel too. Um, and then having friends overseas, uh, I went to Sweden in 2010 for the first time. And knowing that, you know, if you can go somewhere and have friends to stay with, that definitely helps you be able to go as well. And just locals to kind sure. of show you around. And this was kind of like, you know, just meeting up again. But, um, but yeah, it's mainly just that for me that I just, I want to see different places. It's, it's exciting, you know, just to see something different just to see a new um just a new scenery that's what i love i love just kind of being gone and lost in a different place so what if, if you could list off your three favorite cities or countries Ooh. that you've been to because um, europe europe is on my bucket list i haven't been there yet but it's coming soon in the next well this year probably push it another year I predict though you're going to be doing like a raised rowdy like podcast over there, and you're going to be like, oh, raised or not raised rowdy, sorry, raised on it. Oh my gosh. Oh, Sam. Uh, oh, you're good. Uh, raised on it podcast, and you know a blog post, and you're going to be like, oh, like just like coming to you guys from, you know, wherever. I predict right. that's going to happen next year for you. All right, I'll mark it down. <laughs> He's like writing it down. <laughs> um, I don't know the um, let's see the places I would say. We had our honeymoon in Greece and that's somewhere that I always like, it always sticks out to me. We rented a car, we like drove across Greece uh, and just, it was just a fun time and like seeing all the ancient ruins and the food, you know, that's a big part when you're traveling, go somewhere where you're like this, this kind of food sounds awesome. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess I would say Greece, um, probably Istanbul, Turkey. And oh my god, look, I'm like squirming. I'm like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I know it's hard. Probably, uh, is everyone gonna be? Oh, are my friends gonna be mad at me if I don't say Sweden? Um, uh, and I do love Sweden <laughs> as well. That place feels uh, very much like home. So I guess I'll, I'll say, uh, I'll say those three so I don't get in trouble. No, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a tough, no, that's <laughs> yeah, I'll say those. Okay. Budapest, Hungary uh, would have been my actual third, probably. <laughs> okay, but you gotta you gotta keep the friends and family happy. So yeah, exactly. Good choice. Um, so what's as far as your travels? What's up next on like your bucket list? Because I know you're playing in Spain next year, which seems like a really awesome opportunity. But yes. talk about Spain and like what else you want to see and do over there. Um, I've been to Spain before, and I love. Uh, I, I love being there. I haven't seen all of it. I've only been to, I've been to Barcelona and to um, San Sebastian, but I haven't been anywhere else. Okay. So this place um, 
is kind of up in the mountains in Spain. And it's, I feel like a smaller, smaller place. It's called Salardu. So it's Salardu Country Rock Festival. Um, I was supposed to be there actually this coming weekend. Uh, and oh. yeah, but it's okay. You know, it's all right. We're all, everyone's all good. As long as right. everyone's fine, we can, we can all party. And we're going to party even harder, I feel like, That's next good. time. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just excited to, um, to see a different, a different town. Um, try different foods and hopefully, you know, just be able to, to meet some more people who love country music. It's, it's kind of wild when you're in Nashville or places like here in the U S that are like, you know, we do country music here. And then you go to other places, like, like even when I played in Manchester, like at Buckle and Boots, like people love country music there. And the same thing with like, if you look up on their website, it's like people are line dancing, like full, like cowboy and cowgirl like outfits and you're just like whoa like you don't think of it on a regular basis that there's no. music everywhere but yeah. music is just universal like every people love music everywhere yeah i think how like country music had that <clears throat> i don't know if revival is the right word or like that boon when like garth brooks and then <clears throat> the 90s country artists like that that just took country to like more mainstream you know 20 years ago but i feel like Europe is having that right now with, you know, you have C2C over there and artists actively schedule dates to go play in the UK, in Ireland, in Sweden, in Norway, and like all these countries. And then there's artists coming up and it's, it's really cool to see. Um, we've talked with a few artists from there and it's, it's just really great to see countries more than just one city or one country in the world. So um, I'm, I mean, it's going to go global, maybe, maybe not in our lifetime, but, uh, but it will. I'm pretty confident about that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's definitely so, interesting to see. So you're in California doing your thing, traveling in Europe and such. When did you decide to make the move to Nashville? Like, how long have you been in town? Uh, I've been here for, it'll be six years, I guess, this fall. I'm um, in November. Uh, so we were living in LA, you know, I was playing there. I had just recorded an EP actually, like right before we moved, uh, in 2014. And I just, we just had this feeling of like a pull to Nashville. I of course have always had it, you know, being a country artist and songwriter, but it was kind of that feeling of, well, we know what's here. We don't know what's on the other side, you know? And we were like, let's just move to Nashville. Let's see what it's like. We'd already visited once just to kind of like check it out and be like, okay, can you see yourself living here? You know, so that's important. But, um, but yeah, it, it was quite the change, you know, coming from Los Angeles, like a huge city and then coming to Nashville, it was just very different. But I, I feel like there's a lot of uh, wonderful things that came with that, you know? Um, and I, I still, there's a lot of things I love about LA still, you know, and there's a lot of things I love about Nashville. Um, but one thing that is different is just the, you know, music community here and all the different places to play. And being a country artist as well, there are a lot more places, I would say. There's definitely a California country scene. Um, and they're a very tight-knit group and they're awesome and great musicians and artists. Uh, but I just, I was like, I just gotta go, you know? I just gotta, gotta go check it out and see what's, what's, on, what's on the other side. So what's your favorite venue... When I say venue, it can be as small or as big as you want it to be. What's your favorite venue in Nashville to play? Ooh, uh, I really love playing the listening room. 
That's one of my favorite places. Um, probably because people are actually listening. <laughs> right. That's true. That it is such but, a, like for people who haven't been to Nashville or like haven't heard of it, because when I moved here, I didn't know what it was. And I had a coworker that said, you got to go check it out. And I'm like, okay, it's not on Broadway, but you go. And it's just, it's like, I think it's like one of the most authentic experiences to listen to the songwriters and artists. I mean, you can get that, that honky tonks on Broadway, but like, you really like the artists and songwriters really dive deep into like what went into their song. I just think that's really cool, especially at the listening room. Yeah. I love that too. Like people always tell stories about the songs and that it's welcome there, you know, that it's, it's kind of its own right. thing. I know that's starting to pop up in different places doing the writer's rounds, but it's very particular to Nashville. So when you do come here, everyone listening, uh, definitely go to the listening room and check it out. Exactly. And the sound is great. Uh, there. It is. It's just a fun environment. Um, what would you, if you could go back four or five years ago and give your younger self advice right as you moved to Nashville, like what would you say to your younger self, um, you know, going into this move to Nashville, a new city, really chasing down your dreams? Hmm, that's a great question. Say so many things. Uh, probably. <laughs> um, no, I think I would tell myself um, that it's okay to, I mean, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like I went through phases here, you know, like when you, when I first moved here, I was like playing a bunch and like I hit open mics and I was trying to like, really, you know, like get out there. And then you go into spots where maybe you're working at your restaurant job more, you know, and at night you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to any rounds or anything, but I'm working here. Okay. You know, and then you go into another thing. If you're like, well, I'm like writing a bunch of songs right now. I feel like there's kind of like different waves here. And I feel like I would just tell myself that like, it's okay that you can't do it all, all the time because you're just one person, you know? And it doesn't mean that you don't have dreams. It doesn't mean that you don't have goals, but you just, sometimes you just can't do every single thing all at once. That makes sense. <laughs> so don't put so much pressure on yourself and kind of just, enjoy the ride here because that's what it is you know and if if you can get to a spot where it's kind of where i feel like i am more now of just like be happy with what you're doing be happy with what you're putting out it's okay if you're not on the biggest spotify playlist it's okay if you haven't been signed to a label after living here for one year it's okay like all these things that you kind of i feel like everyone moves here with a little bit of pressure you know to like make something happen but right. you're already making things happen as you go, you know? So I, I, no, that's, no, I think that's good advice. Cause I think, I mean, I'm not an artist, but I've only been here one year and I can totally see how not necessarily burnout, but you push yourself too fast, too hard. And it can kind of be frustrating if you pin yourself up that, Oh, I need, I need to achieve this by year one and year two. And that kind of thing. It just adds, maybe too much pressure to it, but yeah. And also that it's just, you know, it's, uh, it's okay just to kind of be in a place and, and just because I think I learned this last year, I was trying to do a lot of different things and, you know, I was trying to play shows in like other States and you kind of have to stop sometimes and ask yourself, well, wait, why though? Like, why am I doing this? Are you doing things to be busy and to always take opportunities, which is great. Sometimes you're in that kind of like flow and you're like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like I want to do everything. But then other times you're in a, a season, I feel like where you're just always trying to like do things and you're not really sure why you're doing them. 
you know? And I feel like sometimes you get to step back and ask like, well, why am I doing this? Why do I want to record this? Or why do I want to put this out? Or why am I playing these shows that are far away and I'm not even making any money? I'm hardly breaking even. Why am I doing all this? And sometimes when you stop, that's when things get really good because that's when you're actually focused on the thing that you actually want to do. It's not clogged up with all these other things that feel like you're doing things, but you're just spinning your wheels. That's great perspective. Uh, just a few more questions. I want to get just a little bit more specific on some of your other projects coming up and in, in the past, but you're a songwriter and I'm always curious for a songwriter, when you go into a write, what is it that you're chasing? Do you have, do you have usually come to the write with lyrics in mind, a song title, a melody kind of, or is it all the above uh, kind of what is your process like? Um, I guess it kind of depends on the right, you know, some, I've had some rights where you're just talking and then all of a sudden we go, Oh, like that's what we're going to do today. Uh, and then other ones are like, so kind of, Hey, what have you been kind of working on? I'm like, Oh, what have you been cutting? You're kind of slowly, well, you know, in your voice notes and looking back. Um, and then other times you just walk in and you know, you're like, yo, I want to write about this today. Um, but, uh, I feel like it just kind of depends on the person, um, that you're writing with. And for me, I have like hundreds of voice notes. So I like just knowing what, what kind of realm are we in to like, to, and maybe that other person has something in particular that they're really like, I really want to write about this. Or you're the one that's like, Hey, I had this idea. And they're like, yes, let's go with that. Um, so I don't even know if that answered the question. It's like, yeah, it's a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I do write a lot of songs by myself as well. Okay, that was my next question is, so you have, you know, co-writes scheduled, but like how often are you just hunkering down by yourself, just kind of pouring pen to paper, your thoughts and feelings and stuff like that? Like how often is that happening? Is that an everyday thing for you? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. That's like every day. I, like I have so many ideas right now that are, um, you know, in demo form and that we're kind of getting started recording and like figuring them out. Um, and then other songs that are full songs are already done. I've, you know, been playing them out at rounds and things, but, um, but yeah, a lot of times like I'll have something that I'm like, uh, I, I just like that I particularly want to finish, you know? And then if you really can't, then it's like, well, you have all these and like, maybe then you bring in someone, you know, that you think is a great writer and say like, Hey, like, can you help me finish these? Cause they're driving me crazy. <laughs> can you? <laughs> Because, and that's the hard thing too. Like, I don't know how it is for everyone, but for me, it's like, I have ideas every day. Like my voice notes, like I spent finally some time getting them all like into Dropbox and whatever, because I'm just constantly like, okay, that's an idea. And, and you think you're going to remember stuff, but you won't, you know, always, at least like, I don't, if it's, you know, a certain melody, unless it's like one of the ones that's just always been kind of with you, but there's just a lot of different ideas. And I'm sometimes writing you know, pop melodies and pop songs too, or like that kind of realm because I listen to that kind of music too. So it's just a lot of ideas. And then you have the like few that you're like, okay, I'm working on these ones. Is that hard to like narrow it down in? Because you're, you're pouring out like personal stuff in these notes and, and things like that. Uh, is it hard to say, I'm going to focus on these and like as much as this means to me, I just don't feel as strongly about, or I don't feel like it's as good. Like, what's that like? Yeah, it is kind of hard sometimes. You're like, 
maybe a song is like super personal to you and like, Oh, I love this. And I love the way it sounds. And you're like, well, I don't know if anyone else is going to feel that way, you know, or if, if they're going to uh, love the song in that way, because maybe it's so personal to you. But I feel like there's also a part of being a writer and an artist that you have to let go in a way because you, you do get attached or you do have that feeling of like, Oh my God, like for me, I'll have a song where I've written like, eight verses and then I'll play it for Eric. He's like, this song is, there's a lot of, <laughs> this is a very long song, you know? And I'm like, Oh, I know, but this is the, this is their whole story and the whole thing. And he's like, yeah, but you can't, no, 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 we gotta, <laughs> we gotta shorten this thing. And I think that's part of the challenge too, when you're like a writer and you feel like for me, I want to tell you the whole story, but I have to figure out how to tell you that in a shortened version. Uh, and so that's a challenge too, I think kind of editing your songs. And just not hanging on to them for too long because whatever you think of as a, a perfect idea is like, well, one day I'm going to find that. I'm going to get that perfect verse though. And it's like, well, but what if it's already that verse and now you're editing it so many times and then it doesn't get recorded, doesn't get finished. And then no one ever heard it because they were waiting for your perfect verse that they didn't know existed, you know? <laughs> so yeah. I feel like, um, like I said, it just comes back to just doing what feels, uh, what feels good for you and putting out the things that feel like you as an artist. I mean, there's, like you said, there's a lot of songs floating around out there, but if it doesn't mean anything to me, then I'm, I'm kind of like the why thing again. Why am I doing this? You know, if it doesn't feel like something I really want to put out in the world. So earlier we talked about your recent single June, but <laughs> Before June, you had Cinderella, mm -hmm. and I want to talk about that music video and what it meant to see that on CMT, and like what what goes through your mind? Is that kind of a not that you're checking boxes, but like that's when you're you're saying, okay, that's good. Like that's yeah, you can kind of celebrate celebrate for a day with something like that, right? Yeah, I definitely celebrated. Uh, we shot that in November. Part of it. Uh, in Texas, in Hillsboro, Texas. My aunt lives there. So uh, she uh, had a, a friend who had a trailer and I'd been looking for one all over Nashville. And I, I had this song for a long time. I had played it out in Nashville with like, you know, with uh, friends, like with band members and played it out at writer's rounds. And I finally got to get it recorded. And then Eric mixed the whole track and uh, I got to put it out. And I put the song out and then I didn't put the video out until March when I got it onto CMT. And just getting that story to come together, my friend Oceana Colgan, who lives here in Nashville, uh, she's a great photographer and videographer. We road trip to Texas and we shot the first scene and then we finished the rest of it here in Nashville in um, January. And to see it come to life felt awesome because I had this whole vision in my head of this story. It was one of those songs I couldn't let go. I was like, I don't care if this is a huge hit. I don't care. <laughs> I was like, I have to do it for me. I was like, and hopefully someone can relate on the other side when it comes out to this story, this kind of darker version of the fairy tale that no, you don't always get everything that you want, you know? Um, but I was super excited to get it onto CMT. Like that was a moment that I was like, I remember watching that, you know, like it's like just getting it on their website and being able to, um, you know, do the whole like premiere with them and the feature with them, yeah. like actually like, you know, what is the song about? And I was like, CMT wants to know what my song is about. I was like, <laughs> yes. I was like, I'm so excited. Um, 
and for Oceana as well. Like we were both really excited because, you know, her and I did that together. So we just felt like a, felt like a little dream team. And that's why we did June and we're just the best of buds. <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, just a couple more here. Um, you have a Christmas song you're working on. Is that right? Yes. Yes, I do. So um, what, you, don't, you don't have to spill the whole, like all the beans, but like, what can you share about that? Because I, um, I, I love Christmas. So anytime, anytime someone starts talking about Christmas, so I, I'm, I'm hooked. This is a song more about uh, the feeling for the person who uh, maybe Christmas is a harder time for them. Christmas is like uh, a time uh, for me. I lost both of my parents when I was 19 years old. So uh, Christmas was a time that always felt very uh, just, it just was a great feeling. It was always the same too, you know, and a lot of people can relate the same decorations. It's the same cookies. It's the same thing. But I think that's kind of the beauty of it that, you know, it's always coming, you know, and then when you don't have it anymore and the day comes around, uh, that was hard for me after, you know, I felt very like, oh my gosh, you know, like this doesn't feel like the same day. Um, this doesn't feel like the same time, even though I may be at someone else's house or I may be celebrating in a different way. And I'm still very grateful for that, but I miss that. Um, and so that's what this song kind of uh, is about, just kind of about that time of, you know, nostalgically looking back at your Christmas and just kind of acknowledging that like, well, you know what, maybe I'm not happy on this day, but it's all right. How long have you had that one or is it pretty recent, right? Um, I've actually, I've had it out. I, I made a, a music video for it with uh, some VHS tapes that I had from home. Uh, so uh -huh. I've already kind of put that out, but I'm kind of doing a, a little revamp of it. So surprise, if you're listening, that's going to be coming out if you've already seen <laughs> some of it. Um, but I'm going to kind of revamp the video. Um, and obviously we're doing kind of new things to the track as well. And I haven't put it out on Spotify or Apple Music. Um, it was just kind of like a little SoundCloud, little B-side, if you will. <laughs> so uh, just put it, put it out that way. But I'm going to uh, redo it now. So my last question for you is you've, you know, done the Hollywood thing, Europe, you're in Nashville. Of all of that, where you are right now, what do you most enjoy about making and creating music? Ooh. Um, maybe just kind of the, um, I guess I would say mostly the kind of endless possibilities of everything that you can just, you, you get to be the creative and everything, you know, so you decide where it goes, you get to decide, um, what your like time goes into you, you kind of are building your own your own dream and like getting to that dream and making it actually a reality, you know? Um, but I think I just love uh, the, the process of creating and love being able to meet different people along the way. I feel like that's such a awesome part of the adventure too in music um, or in any kind of creative field, like every project you do, um, every different city that you live in or that you travel to, like, it's always just kind of an adventure. And I think that's something that I always aspired for my life to be. So it makes me happy that that's what it's turned into. <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, thanks so much for taking the time to share Thank your story. Thank you. Thank you Talk so much. Talk about your music. 
uh, June. Absolutely love it. Uh, Thank you for your awesome review Check too. It out. It's, it's one of those, like I said, it's one of those songs that just it jumps out as different. And during the crazy year we've been having, it's just a feel good, happy, nostalgic song. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for hopping on and chatting. And Thank uh, you, wish you wish you a ton of luck going forward. <laughs>